Oh my god, he did what? Yeah, he sucks. But he's so hot. This is Hot and Horrible. Hi, friends and lovers. Hey, how's it going, you guys? I'm excited to be here. I feel refreshed because I just got done putting on so many events. <laughs> you had so much work because you worked on like Everybody versus Racism's like caviar event. And then their uh, Grammy event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm feeling like a free little bird and I'm ready to talk about dating because I have not had an opportunity to really date anyone the past couple weeks. So I'm living vicariously through other people. <laughs> <laughs> and who to do that better with than Elise Harper, who we have right next to us. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Happy to have you. Yeah, so happy to be here. So if you don't know Elise Harper already, she is a wonderful country music artist. Uh, yeah, we have. this is our first um, musical appearance we've had by a guest. Really? Awesome. Well, I'm honored. And you have so many good hot and horrible stories. Oh my gosh, so many. Too many. We like to play this game. It's kind of like hot or not. Okay. But it's like hot and horrible or not. Okay. We happen to know what TV shows and movies you like. <laughs> so Perfect. It's your job to tell us if they're hot or not. Okay. Or hot and horrible or not. Okay. Okay. Zach Johnson from The Big Bang Theory. Not. Leather jacket. Not? Not. Oh, yes. Hot. Yeah. The ex-boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hot. Is he also horrible? Probably. Okay. Hot. <laughs> horrible. Um, Scar from Lion King. <sighs> hot and horrible. Yes. yes. Thank you. I'm of... so glad everyone can see that Scar yeah, is hot. He's a hottie for sure. <laughs> he has hot vibes. Like he's a lion, he but it's like the it's the vibe. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Andre's like, don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never gotten okay. But Kim Possible, I mean I could see. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Okay. But I mean that's a person, not a lion. It's the vibe, it's the vibe, <laughs> it's the vibe. Okay. Tommy from Friends, he's Rachel's boyfriend or like guy that she's seeing who's like Ben Stiller. Do you remember, like... Oh, yeah. Not, no. Not at all? Not okay. at all. Not even kind of, sort of. Will Colbert from Friends. He's played by um, Brad Pitt. Oh. He's the I Hate Rachel Green fan club. Hot. So, so hot. <laughs> so steamy. And horrible, though? And horrible, probably. Okay. I mean, he cheated on Jennifer Aniston, so... Oh, no, okay. Brad Pitt did? Yeah. Okay, With but... Angelina Jolie, right? Yeah, but I think Andre's talking about the show. About Andre, the these are oh, niche not in the real people. No. I don't I'm know who any of these people no, are. No, not in the show, no. Okay. <laughs> and the last one, he's a real person. Okay. Jason Oppenheim from Selling Sunset. Not, not hot and horrible. Not, not hot and horrible. Okay. Well, thanks for playing the game. Absolutely. <laughs> that was fun. You do music. I do do music. And you just had a single come out. Yes, I just had a single released, um, and the title is Good in Bed, and it charted on Billboard. Woohoo! No way. Yeah. So it got, like, uh, from where I saw it last, like, 86? Um, so it was 86 on iTunes, uh, country music, and then it charted at 121 on Billboard on um, Hot Country Songs. So Damn. Hell yeah. That's amazing. I was so proud of it, and um, so proud of my team. They did a wonderful job, and yeah. That's so cool. She's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to Good in Bed yet, please go stream it on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all the things. You got to download it yeah. and buy it. And buy it. Yeah, go buy it. You know, good in bed. You write songs about relationships. I do, yes. Um, you had Dirt. 
I did. And that Jeep? Yes, in that Jeep. All about boys. All about boys. Let's talk about your series on Instagram and TikTok, Single and Sassy. Oh, yes. Goodness. This is why I started it, because I have so many terrible dating stories. So literally, y'all are going to have to have me back on. (laughs) (laughs) You have a story currently out. It's about this man named Leonard. Can you talk about that from the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually met this guy at my favorite Mexican restaurant and I was with a friend and we were just talking about music and he came up and was asking us questions about it. And so I met him prior and then we left that conversation. We went our separate ways. And then three months later, I'm at the same Mexican bar and he, I hear someone from behind me go, Elise. Oh my gosh. I turned around. I was like, Oh, I couldn't remember his real name, um, but at the time I remember the conversation. And so we just sat there and I was actually done and paid out. Um, so I ended up getting another drink and we sat there till close. And he asked at the end of the evening if he could take me on a date or drinks again. And so we ended up going out um, twice. We went on two dates and then we had a third date plan to go to the Predators game uh, to see Andre. No way. Yeah. The amazing co-host on um, Hot and Horrible. Uh, He was uh, performing at the Predators game. So I wanted to support my friend and I asked him, he was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, cool, let's go. That'll be so fun. Um, Great. And so we talked about tickets and I was going to get the cheap $20 tickets. No offense, Andre. No, no, that's (laughs) did the same thing <laughs> um but he was like no let's like let's get good seats I was like okay cool I found some like really great seats for 100 bucks and he goes great let's do that I was like cool so we each bought our own separate ticket so he spent 100 dollars on this ticket so we're like a week out and I'm out of town because I was traveling and singing um at a wedding gig and then visiting my family and it time it comes time um for the game and we've been texting that whole week so it'd been we'd been in contact it wasn't just like nothing um and so I text him the day of the game I'm like are you excited about tonight and he replies and goes what are you talking about and I knew then I was like he's gonna stand me up and I was like oh the the Preds game I was like we got tickets you know like we we spent money on the tickets um and he was like oh and he didn't respond for for a couple hours and so I text him back and I was like hey if you can't go like it's cool just let me know so I can try to sell your ticket um for you or find someone else to go with or you know just let me know what the deal is. He goes, yeah, I have to work till seven. Um, so I'm not gonna be able to make it dang. And in my head, I'm like, so you spent a hundred dollars on a ticket to know that you worked that day and know you weren't going or like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Do we know for sure he actually bought the ticket? Oh no, he bought it. Yeah. Cause I purchased both of them and then he Venmo me for it. Oh and gosh. so, yeah. So like he bought it for sure. I had both of them. That's why I was like, hey, like, let me know. I'll try mm-hmm. to sell it. Because um, I would have, you know, been happy to do that and give him his money back. No one wants to waste 100 bucks. Um, and so I text multiple people. No one could come with me. And I ended up going by myself. And I made um, a single and sassy video about it. And it's kind of popping off on TikTok. So, you know, I guess something good came out of it. <laughs> I love monetizing boys disappointing me. Right? You right? Know? It's like, like, take that disappointment and turn it into gold. Exactly. Let's make some money, baby. Have you heard from him at all since then? Nothing. I sent oh him a God. thumbs up when he said he couldn't go. And then he goes, oh, I can't go. I have to work till seven. Dang. And I just sent him a thumbs up and I have not heard from him since. <laughs> Elisa, I, I wish we had met each other earlier because before the podcast, you were telling me he's training to be a surgeon. I would have told you that doctors are bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was one of the reasons I liked him, though, is because like, he was very driven and he was like 
goal oriented and I could tell he was a hard worker and that's a really attractive quality to me and he was cute and he brought a book in the bar you guys how cute is that to sit and read at the bar like no one does that anymore so I was like oh he's different from the guys that I genuinely like and I was wrong (laughs) so what you're saying is I should bring a book to a bar a hundred percent a hundred percent it worked on me a hundred percent do you feel like this is a a pattern that you see with guys that you date? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm a I'm a I just found this out with my therapist, but I'm a narcissist dater, so we're trying to break that pattern. Same girl, same. So, I don't know what it is about them. Do you feel like like what's your attachment style? Do you think that has something to do with it? What do you mean attachment style? Like so for me, the thing about dating narcissists is that they'll breadcrumb you a lot and I kind of because of my attachment style really feed off of that Mm -hmm. because that inconsistency Mm -hmm. I think really triggers something in me to try harder to get their validation Mm -hmm. and like oh if I can just show them this side of myself or get them to hang out with me again then they'll end up liking me yeah so that's kind of where I'm saying like do you feel like you have that sort of attachment style that kind of feeds off that energy yeah 100 percent. I was um in the last relationship I was in I was just same getting breadcrumbs just getting given false hope all the time and I you know wanted to believe them and I you know thought the best of this person and um uh, yeah they were just terrible lying manipulative ended up being married the whole time oh my gosh yes so if that says anything (laughs) about my dating history so I didn't know that and was just like blown away, completely heartbroken. So Leonard. <laughs> yes, let's get back to Leonard. <laughs> you just never heard back from him and that was the end never of the story. Never heard back to him. Nope. I literally sent a thumbs up and that was it. Wow. And then I went and saw you at the game and you did a wonderful job. Thank you it so much. It was worth it just for that to go see you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I went to the game by myself and then I just went home and no regrets. You know, have fun by myself. Don't need a man. That's wonderful. Do you have any other story that you want to share that has been untold? I do have an untold story. I dated this guy. um, Originally, we met in Memphis. This is when I lived in Memphis before I moved to Nashville. Uh, And then I moved here in the middle of us dating, um, and he ended up moving. So we dated for about five years on and off. And you guys, he was texting prostitutes off of Craigslist. No. Yes, and sending... Uh, pics of his uh, dangling to cougar go and blow (laughs) is that a website or something i'm gonna go with yeah i don't know i didn't i I didn't look i just saw the title it was an email address and i was like you know what i don't need to i don't need to know about that i was like i was that was enough for me just seeing that and then finding out about the texting prostitutes how did you find out about it i went through his phone okay okay 100 he had lied about something um he had gone on a bachelor trip and I knew his ex-girlfriend was going to be down there. And I said, Hey, I know she's going to be there. Whether you know it or not, I know, you know, but you're lying. You're not telling me. I was like, but if she shows up, just text me and call me and let me know she's there. That's all I ask. I trust you. I don't think you're going to do anything, but let me know when she shows up. Cause I know she's going to, and he never did. He didn't, he came back from the trip and he told me when he got back, he was like, yeah, she showed up. And I was like, well, 
huge trash issue, and that was when it first started. And so he ended up going to, like, get pizza or something, and he left his phone, and the pizza place called, and they are like, hey, we were out of this. I was like, oh, he left his phone. He'll, he'll be there in two seconds. He lives right around the corner. Um, ask him then. And, and I guess iPhone didn't have the feature where it locked back yet, so it unlocked. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I was just looking to see if, like, they had text or hooked up or something. I wasn't really looking for anything else. I didn't think anything else was going to be on the phone. And it just got worse and worse and worse. He just, he texts like 12 prostitutes. Wow. So I don't know if you met up with any of them, but I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, because it sounded like, based on what you're saying, that was outside of the boundaries of yeah. your relationship. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And so, and then I, after that, I went like through some of his email stuff. I was like, well, did he, met? like, I called the number that was attached to the phone or to the text and they were all busy dial tones or didn't exist really and so I was like I'll go through his email maybe like emailed one of them and that's when I found the other thing too and I was like oh my gosh I don't know who I'm dating at all I'm sorry that happened that's gotta Um, be really disorienting to kind of think oh this is I think I understand and love this person and then to find out that all of this stuff was happening one thing that I'm thinking about and I want to hear if this is resonating with you based on your stories I think because of the apps and kind of the culture that we have around dating right now, that there's this idea that there's always something better. A hundred percent. And I think that that makes it hard for people to really be present Mm -hmm. in their relationship, especially if they're on the apps. Oh, a hundred percent. And even, even if you are committed in your relationship, a man or a woman, you can go look on the app and see, mm-hmm. you know, half-naked girls, half-naked mm-hmm. guys. You can view someone's only or OnlyFans page, like, once. You know, if mm-hmm. they want to go find something else, they can. It's mm-hmm. not hard. And so that's, that's, that's the hardest part of it all for me, too. It's just, like, after I've just been – my trust has been broken down so much, just being able to open up and trust somebody again. And I want to. You know, I'm willing. I'm, I'm still a hopeless romantic. I still think my Prince Charming's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just – these apps are just horrible for relationships. They just destroy them and, you know, make people jealous and just, it's just awful. If I, if we could get rid of social media, I shouldn't say this cause I'm a singer, yeah. <laughs> but I, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. There are pros and cons. Yeah. For so sure. you were talking about how like you're interested in a connection. Can you talk a little bit about what your ideal relationship would look like? Just so if our listeners yeah. like might be interested. Absolutely. Um, so my parents were married for 40 years uh, and then my father passed away. So I saw just a wonderful representation representation of love through them. Um, I will say I grew up uh, in the church, so I would love a man who has um, kind of that background and um, believes uh, in that as well. So that would be amazing. I think physique is really important. Um, I love an athletic person. I love somebody who takes care of themselves. I don't want somebody who's just going to sit on their butt all day and eat, you know, McDonald's and (laughs) all that. I definitely don't have to, you know, have Brad Pitt body or anything, but. What if they're you know, fit and eat McDonald's. I mean, that's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat McDonald's with you. Just not every day, you know, <laughs> I feel you. So, um, but yeah, a big reason why we started the podcast was this idea of hot and horrible. So dating people who are giving you some red flags, yeah. but they're just so hot that it's kind of easy in your mind to place a narrative on them. That mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Oh yeah. Do you feel like that? resonates with you yes yes but then also I feel like 
when it gets to that point, if someone's being really, really horrible to me, the only reason I'm going to stick around is if we had been in a very, very long relationship mm-hmm. prior. Like, oh my gosh, like I, we, I can get it back to the good again. Like mm-hmm. I can get us back there again. Um, I'm definitely a fixer. I'm a fixer dater. So mm-hmm. um, that's always been an issue of mine as well. Uh, so if it was someone new, like brand new that I just met, hell no, get out of here, get out of here. But um, somebody that I'd been in a relationship for a long time and then, like you said, came to light, all that stuff. Um, even after that, I stayed. We tried to work it out because um, I thought I could fix it. You know, mm-hmm. I stayed for, for longer than I should have. Uh, but yeah, that relationship was trash. <laughs> You know, somebody's out there for you. Someone. There's someone. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm supposed to be single forever. No, no, no. Forever Someone's single and sassy. <laughs> How did you confront him, though? I need to know that. Wait, which... My boyfriend at the yeah, time? Yeah. Oh, just head on. He was like, I know you went through my phone. What did you look at? And I was like, why are you texting prostitutes? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, that's not what it is. And I was like, well, then what does 200 roses mean? I was like, I know what that is. I was like, the, the prostitutes were like, oh, it's going to be 200 roses for an hour. You have to like buy them 200 flowers? No, it's just codes. So we interviewed a therapist recently. Oh, yeah? And she was so insightful on relationships and our own central nervous system that when we feel something is up like you know that gut feeling that we should trust it do you feel like you get that feeling a lot with different people you see if not the first meeting the second meeting feel like I have a pretty good uh, judge of character people and whether or not it would work out relationship wise Um, and ladies I don't know if you know this but my therapist also told me this and this is interesting for you Andre because I'm sure it's true for women too but people will tell you what is wrong with them Usually on the first date, they'll be like, oh, I'm lazy, ha, ha, ha. Like, they'll just kind of throw it in there, just nonchalantly, and they will tell you what's wrong with them, so. That's so true, and you have to trust them, too. Yeah, and you have to believe them. Yeah. And, I mean, you can wait around, and they can show you, but, yeah, believe them, for sure. Yeah, well, we can learn from that, you know. Yeah. I'm listening to you, and I remember when you were talking about dating narcissists, um, and I'm thinking about what Alana was saying about the central nervous system and the physical reactions that we have to being around people. And I think a lot of the time we're taught that, oh, we're supposed to feel this like really intense Mm -hmm. kind of anxiety almost. And that is like love. And I think that comes a lot with dating narcissists. Oh yes. hundred percent. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like I have normalized that to think that that's my attraction to someone mm-hmm. instead of going for the guys that make me feel calm yes. or safe or comfortable. Yes. I'm so glad you said that too. Cause I also was speaking with my therapist about this and, um, they said, usually if you like, if you feel that intensity with somebody the first time, you know, you feel kisses or sparks when you kiss them or whatever, that's not good. That's your body saying, Hey, you need to get away from this person. Cause you, like you said, you feel kind of anxiety. Um, and so it's actually better like you might not have had the best first kiss the first time y'all kissed and you might have to get comfortable with each other. But if you're calm and you feel good around them, then that relationship is more likely to work out. So yeah, very true. I was telling a story last week <laughs> where I had the worst like first kiss ever. I should no. call her, right? You should call her. <laughs> yes. Give her another chance. Well, no, it was actually, 
it would be her giving me another chance. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a thing where you know you like you go in for a kiss. Like I was going to kiss her on the cheek, and she moved in for an actual kiss, and I was like half cheek, half lip. Oh no! It was a whole no. mistake. No, you should you should text her and make a joke about it. And just be like, hey, you can give me a second chance for that first kiss. Yeah, you can do that. This was like three years ago, so I'm gonna give it a um, shot. I'm gonna give it a shot. No. <laughs> I think you should. Be she like, remember, remember me? Oh, she would have to remember. It's horrendous. <laughs> So I'd like to, you know, ask you some questions from the yeah, listeners, if that's okay. Absolutely. Hey, Leafs, would you ever date a fan of your music? And then second part was, what are you looking for? You, you answered, yeah. what are you looking for? Um, I guess I would date a fan. Um, I would have to feel a genuine connection and, you know, hope that they're in it for me and not for, you know, what could maybe come along with that if the career progresses. Um, but yeah, I would date a fan, I guess. I would hope my whoever I end up dating would become a fan. So. <laughs> True. We had two, you know, story kind of things okay. come in. So get ready for this. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> After dating. <clears throat> <laughs> Is it that bad? It's, it's, oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. After dating my girlfriend for about six months, we attended a dinner party where she, where we ended up sitting next to a random girl who was brought along by one of the other guys. During the party, my girlfriend made a comment about how soft the girl's lips looked and then suggested that I should kiss her to confirm if her lips were really that soft. I felt incredibly uncomfortable with the situation, and the thought of kissing a random girl in front of my girlfriend and other people at the party made me feel uneasy. I declined her request, and we left the party shortly after. Now I'm not sure how to approach talking to my girlfriend about this incident. I want to bring it up and express how uncomfortable it made me feel, but I don't want to come off as accusatory or start an argument. What's the best way to handle the situation and communicate my feelings to her? Note, we are monogamous. I'm not one to judge, but I know that there are people out there that have open relationships, and if everyone is okay with that and everyone consents and no one is lying, then teach his own. It sounds to me like maybe she wants to explore not being monogamous anymore. Uh, so if that is something you're interested in... Um, I feel like most men would be, so good for you for not being. <laughs> uh, good for you. So sweet. Uh, but, yeah, I would just have an honest conversation with her. Just You can say anything nice, I feel like, and you can bring up a conversation in a you know polite way like, hey, I really uh, want to talk to you about this. It's been on my heart for a while or been on my mind for a while. This made me feel really uncomfortable when you asked me to do that because I thought we were on the same page and we it was just us, uh, you know, see what she says about that and then kind of see where the conversation goes and if she does want to break that monogamy then either choose to do that with her willingly or you know it might be the end of that relationship I thought it could be that or I thought is she testing him oh, is see, there some about that. distrust so happening why would you do that well it is mean and it's not the right way to do it because if Definitely she not was right not trusting him she should just say hey yeah. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable because of this is this but did she say oh you should kiss her to see if he would but that's also so random like I would never ask my boyfriend to test and be like hey go kiss that girl like, that wouldn't even that, I don't know I would never think to do that personally I think well, just like Lise was saying communicate and Alana spoke about this on the podcast last week Alana if you're listening I love you I'm so sad I missed it people can't read our minds yep and I think 
even just the other day I was talking to my friend and I thought he really understood that I cared a lot about him because I feel like I show that to him Mm -hmm. all the time, but I hadn't really named it for him and I don't think he realized. So I think that a lot of the time we're like, oh, this is so obvious that Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this way or that I want this, but other people don't necessarily know that. So over communicate. Definitely. I'm an over-communicator for sure. So this one has a little bit of a trigger warning for suicide. Okay. Um, but mm. here's the second story. Oh gosh. During the COVID lockdown, I connected with a girl through Twitter, and we hit it off. She opened up to me about her past, and I sympathized with her. She began expressing her emotions, telling me that she couldn't live without me, and impulsively proposed to her without knowing much about her. She didn't accept right away, but she said she would think about it. As time went on... I discovered that she is very sensitive and can get upset over small things. She also has a dominant personality. She confided in me that she had attempted suicide once before because her ex-boyfriend refused to marry her. At that time, I was dealing with a professional backlog and told her that I would speak to my family about her once I had taken care of it. Now, I have finished my professional obligations and she's been pressuring me to talk to my family about our relationship. I spoke to my mother and she advised me to think things over carefully. Yesterday, we got, into, we got into a heated argument, and she began emotionally blackmailing me, threatening to harm herself if I don't marry her. I begged for more time so that I could convince my parents, but I feel stuck. I'm scared of her temper, sensitive nature, and manipulative behavior. She tells me that I shouldn't have proposed to her if I wasn't willing to marry her. I don't dislike her, and she does have some positive qualities, but I'm not sure what to do. Can you give me some advice on how to handle this situation? Oh, goodness. Um, My best advice is if you don't want to marry somebody, definitely do not propose to them. If there is any second thought, any doubt whatsoever, do not propose to that person because that is so mean to give them that hope, to have them picture a life together, and then go back on it and be like, oh, well, no. Um, And obviously that is a better scenario to end a proposal than to get married to somebody and go through a divorce and all of that. Um, But just don't, if you're you're having any doubts, anyone, male, female, anybody, do not propose to somebody because that's just so mean to have have that and then it be taken away. Um, And then as for the relationship, I would say um, before y'all do get married, if that is the choice, I feel like she definitely needs to be in some kind of therapy. I know, you know, I love, uh, I kind of do love that you brought this up. I was, because I was dating a narcissist, I was also having suicidal thoughts. I never told that person that. I never acted on it. I didn't use it as emotional blackmail. I just knew when I started having those thoughts, this is scaring me. I don't like it. I need to go to therapy. I need to talk to somebody about it. And it wasn't just that. um, It just was, it wasn't just the person I was dating. My father just passed away. So I was just grieving multiple things and it was just too much for me and I just couldn't deal with it. Um, And I just needed an outlet. And so uh, thank goodness my therapist, she, you know, she walked me through some steps whenever you are in that down spiral to get you through it. Um, So if she is, emotionally blackmailing you that isn't right either uh she definitely I would say needs to go talk to somebody she feels comfortable with even if it's a friend um but I I hate that she's feeling that way and I hate that y'all are going through that situation um so hopefully y'all can figure it out 
Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I know people don't talk about grieving. They don't talk about that because it's not a popular thing in our culture because it's not happy. Everybody wants instant gratitude, instant, you know, happiness um, now. And a lot of people struggle with that and they feel like they're alone and they're not. So many Mm. people feel that way. Um, And it's, you know, you got to talk about it. You just Mm -hmm. have to. Otherwise, it's just going to sit inside and, you know, bubble up. I think what you're saying is really validating, too, because... All of our emotions are valid. 100%. And anger or sadness isn't an emotion to be ashamed about experiencing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It's just as valid as happiness and Mm -hmm. just a part of everyone's story and experience. Absolutely. And the also wonderful thing about feelings as well that I was taught, they're so fleeting. They're just like, it's a wave in the ocean. Mm -hmm. So it's going to come, it's going to go. You know, when you feel it, sit in it, you're eventually going to get bored. I'm going to get bored of being sad and crying. Like I don't want to do that all day. Mm -hmm. So I'll have my little moment, my little temper tantrum in my room, you know, screaming in a pillow, whatever, cry for 30 minutes and then I'm done. Yeah. So it just, it comes and goes. It's so fleeting. Um, You know, in a week it could be, your life could be completely different. Mm -hmm. So just don't ever give up. I'm thinking too about this story. Y'all, if I have one piece of advice, it really takes a long time to truly get to know someone. A hundred percent. And maybe as you get to know that person a little bit, you realize there are some incompatibilities. Because in the beginning of meeting someone, I think our brains kind of just naturally fill in information about them. Mm -hmm. And our brains are naturally going to fill in information that validates what we want to think of that person. And (laughs) that might not be the reality of who that person is or what your experience with them is going to be. So if you're dating, really give yourself the time and the space to get to know someone before you decide to take the next step of getting married or whatever with them. Because in this story, it's sounding like to me, like as he has gotten to know her better, some incompatibilities have come up. But I think the best thing that this person can do for themselves now is, in my opinion, remove themselves Mm -hmm. from this. Because clearly this is causing this person a lot of emotional distress Mm -hmm. and if things are bad like this now they're not going to get better because of a marriage this is just going to keep coming up and manifesting in different ways throughout their whole experience and I think it's fair and valid to say something's not working and I need to leave this and that's not a failure on that person that's just that person receiving more information and making an informed decision for themselves I agree 100%. And also, you know, if you are feeling any sort of way about yourself, like you want to hurt yourself, it's best to reach out. We'll leave some, you know, details on places you can reach out in the description of this podcast. Yeah, you're never alone. So, Elise. Yes. Do you have any new music coming up or any new announcements you want people to hear? Um, so it's not announced yet and I don't have a date, but I am hoping, uh, by either May or June to have a new single out. Um, so very excited about that. And it's going to be called bartender therapy. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what we talked about today without the drinks. Exactly. But next time there'll be drinks. Amazing. And you know, this is a very deep question. Mm -hmm. What's your message to the world? My message to the world is there is so much 
evil in the world, just be kind. It doesn't cost you anything to be kind. I personally will go out of my way to compliment somebody just to see them smile and just be like, hey, hopefully that made their day or hopefully that was a little bright light in their day. So be kind. Elise, I'm so grateful for you and your time and your energy and coming on the podcast. And listeners, Elise is so cute. (laughs) And she's definitely, this is actually my first time meeting her, but I can tell she's very self-aware. Aw, thank you. So if y'all are like thinking that you might be interested in Elise, let us know. Yeah, slide my DMs. I'm very single. She's a catch. I am sassy though, so. Slide into those DMs, you know? And so where can they find your DMs? Yeah, you can find my DMs. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You can um, find me at Elise Harper Music on all platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and even TikTok. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having these conversations with us. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me, you guys. This was so fun. We'd definitely love to have you back. Absolutely. I got a lot more stories. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you can find me at Andre Country or Andre Country Life on social media, Instagram, TikTok, all the good stuff. Mine's at Sherwood Emily, and you can follow our podcast at at Hot and Horrible Pod. Goodbye, friends and lovers. Have a good week. Bye.